It was getting dark and I hadn't thought to put on my poncho. So I really felt the temperature drop and I was, my teeth were chattering and I was shivering. And we sat down and he said, I want to show you something. And I said, okay. And he said, take off your your gloves. And I'm like, but it's so cold. (laughs) And he said, trust me, take off your gloves. So I took off my gloves and he said, give me your hands. And he put his hands around mine and they were so toasty. I said to him, how are your hands this warm? And he said, see ya, because we draw our heat and our energy from the land. We, We let the mountain warm us. And this was mind-boggling for me. Welcome to the Live Your Highest Expression podcast, a place to inspire and empower you to step into your most authentic, abundant, and magical life. My name is Cialano Estrella, and I'm a sacred embodiment mentor and author of the internationally acclaimed Rainbow Tablets books. The beautiful thing I've witnessed through supporting my clients is that you can create a truly magical and fulfilling life in any profession because it starts with your own embodiment. It's the process of shedding all that you are not in order to re-embody all that you truly are. So be sure to subscribe to catch new insights, tools and stories each week. And let's get started because there's never a better time than right now to start living your highest expression. You know, as a professional writer, I used to absolutely dread (laughs) doing videos or audio because it just felt so unnatural to me. But I have loved and continue to love creating this podcast because I've realized that it is such a powerful place for really beautiful, insightful, inspiring, empowering exploration. So thank you for joining me today. And what I want to get into today is uh, a Western mindset that affects so many of us, but either we're probably not aware of it at all, or if we have become aware of it at some point, we're probably not aware of how deep it goes and how life-changing it is when we break beyond that mindset. So when I when I started going to Peru more regularly, it was a little bit before I moved to Peru, but I had a strong call to the most sacred mountain in Cusco called Apu Alsangate. If you know my work, you know I talk about this mountain a lot. And the very first time I went, uh, you might have heard this story, but I am actually going to go much deeper because that's the beauty of a podcast format is that I don't have to keep it down to a limited number of words and just kind of a soundbite. We can actually go deeper into this topic. So the first time I went out there was with a really dear friend of mine called Alki. And uh, he sat me down before we went and he said, see, uh, there's something you need to understand about our sacred places, in particular, our, our most sacred apus. And he said, in the Peruvian way, we go there with such deep respect and we don't complain about anything while we're there. We don't even have those complaining thoughts. We just really come into our hearts and we we go to these places with such deep gratitude because it is 
really special to be received in these lands. And I thought, gosh, that's so beautiful. But I also thought, I don't really complain, so that's not not going to be difficult. Wow, was I in for a shock. (laughs) So when I got up there, it, it was very high altitude, very steep. At the time, I had quite severe asthma. And uh, also the climate, it could change literally from 15 minutes to 15 minutes. It might be really, really hot and then it might be snowing <laughs> or, or raining and it was it was intense. And I wasn't aware that I, I had started complaining a little bit and I, I didn't even register it as complaining because I thought complaining was when, you know, you think of a whinging child. But... There were things that I was saying that were not showing gratitude and they were not showing appreciation and they were coming from that very Western mindset, that very Western attachment to comfort and to ease. And um, Alki brought it to my attention. And after that, I became much more aware and I noticed how many different thoughts were coming in, thoughts about the temperature, thoughts about how my boots were rubbing against my toes, thoughts about how I was getting hungry and, oh, my gosh, I just wish that I could, I, I would so just kill for this hike to be over so I could just have a good meal. And, you know, it, it became very apparent to me and I would apologise to the mountain I would recognize the thought, apologize to the mountain and and connect back in. But it was something that I didn't realize how much in the Western mindset we are disconnected. We are disconnected from our hearts. We are disconnected from the land and we are anchored uh, in discontent. If you think about it, uh, and hopefully this isn't you, but it certainly was me at one point, most people come home and, oh, my God, what a day. That was an absolute nightmare. Or, oh, you will never believe what happened today or what such and such said. The first thing they start doing when they come home is they start offloading and complaining about their day. It's rare, not not completely unheard of, but it's rare that people will come home each day and go, wow, this amazing thing happened and this amazing thing happened, uh, or just come back and just be fully present in, in the moment of being at home and being with loved ones and being with their animals or, you know, being in their own free time, whatever it might be. So it's something that plays out for us that we don't even realize. And as I came deeper into this Peruvian way, I started to see how it not only affected this this negativity that was in my mindset and, and the inability to really experience the beauty of something. You know, that's what it takes away from us. It takes away the ability to really see the beauty in a moment. And this is a very Western thing. We we steal our joy from ourselves and it comes from our own disconnection from the land and our attachment to comfort. So let me let me explain what I mean by this. We are used to regulating everything. We, if it gets too cold, we put on a heater. If it gets too hot, we put on the air conditioning. If there's bugs, we get a bug zapper. You know, we are so di- disconnected, even, even in the sense that 
generally when you see people out, they will not sit on the grass. They won't just sit on the land. They they have to have a picnic blanket or a folding chair or something. We are just so connect, disconnected from the land and the environment around us. And what we don't realize is that we are an extension of the land. Our bodies come from the land and our bodies will return to the land. So when we're disconnected from the land and the sacredness of the consciousness that is all around us, then we are also disconnected from ourselves. And in particular, we're disconnected from our bodies. And what really highlighted this for me was when I were, when I had taken my first Peru retreat, again, Alki was my tour guide and we were up at the mountain and it was this incredible magical day and it had snowed and snow and avalanches are the biggest blessings that the mountain gives. It was so incredible. And Alki said, do you want to go for a walk? And so we went for a little walk around to the other side of the lake but it was getting dark and I hadn't thought to put on my poncho. So I still had tons of layers. I had, I think, probably two thermals, probably two jumpers, a big ski jacket. I had two sets of gloves. I had my inners and a set of ski gloves. You know, I was not, it's not like I was wandering around to the other side in a T-shirt, but I had forgotten my poncho. And so I really felt the temperature drop and I was, my teeth were chattering and I was shivering. And we sat down and he said, Sia, sit close to me. And he put his, his poncho over my legs. And he said, I want to show you something. And I said, okay. And he said, take off your, your gloves. And I'm like, but it's so cold. <laughs> and he said, trust me, take off your gloves. So I took off my gloves and he said, give me your hands. And he put his hands around mine and they were so toasty. It was like, it was like, you know, when you take a a warm bread roll out of the oven, they were so toasty and he had not had gloves on. I said to him, how are your hands this warm? And he said, see because we draw our heat and our energy from the land. We, we let the mountain warm us. And this was mind boggling for me. I I didn't understand. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, what we often see with Westerners is that they are so used to being disconnected from the elements and from their environment that they don't, their bodies don't know how to regulate themselves and they don't know how to adapt to it. So as soon as something is a little bit uncomfortable, they resist it. They resist it and it's that resistance and that complaining, even if we're not doing it out loud, it's those thoughts of complaining of, of, oh, my God, it's so cold. Oh, this hurts. I can't even feel my toes. All of these thoughts that I'd been having. And he said it's that that actually makes it more uncomfortable. He said, what if you were to just acknowledge the cold, just be aware of it but not create a story around it? not create a story that it's uncomfortable or or that it shouldn't be this way, it should be some other way. What if you were just to acknowledge it and relax into it and then connect further with the sacredness of the land and allow the heat of the land to come up into your body? I mean, this was revolutionary. 
to me. I had never thought of my body and my connection to the environment and the world around me in that way. And I'm not going to lie, it took me a little while to get the hang of it, but there came a point when I was living in Peru that I was so acclimatized. And we use that word lightly as if acclimatized, so it's not actually the right word because acclimatized is just when you've got used to something, but this wasn't just getting used to it. This was living in a traditional way. This was understanding the way to connect and and come into sacred co-creation and sacred connection with the land and allow my body to flow with that energy. It was, I hope, I hope this makes sense because it was really truly life-changing. And you know, this is something that has stayed with me in my life. I realized that what they taught me in Peru about the protocol for approaching sacred places is actually an approach to life itself. Because yes, we have sacred mountains, sacred waters, sacred temples, sacred sites. But the truth is that everything is sacred. Everything around us is sacred. Everything is consciousness. And every day is sacred. So if we can bring that approach of rather than complaining and um, being in that disconnection from the heart and trying to control the things around us, which then pushes us into this state of discontent, if instead of doing that, we can approach every day with gratitude, with love, with respect, with humility, with joy, with connectedness, it changes everything. And this is where we start to get into what I what I share with people, which is creating our own reality through sacred co-creation because, yes, we are an extension of the earth. We are not separate. Our bodies come from her. Our bodies will go back to her. We are also an extension of the stars, that infinite essence of ourselves, which again will, will return to the stars when our, when our bodies return to the earth. So when we can understand ourselves not as separate or disconnected, but actually as beautifully, sacredly connected, and we can bring earth and stars into unity within ourselves, then we can actually start to work through this sacredness, through ceremony, through this deeper cosmic and ancient remembering, bringing again the the new cosmic wisdom together with the ancient wisdom. We can weave our most beautiful, highest reality through this sacred co-creation. And I know that this probably sounds like a big leap (laughs) or it might sound, maybe it sounds subtle and it's like, but how can that awaken so much? Well, this is this is what I share through the multidimensional mastery and sacred embodiment program because it is all through our embodiment. Everything is through our embodiment. 
You know, I didn't know that I was holding that Western mindset limitation of being in disconnection and discontent until I was shown another way. And once I was shown that other way, oh my gosh, the way that it opened my heart, but also opened the magic. I started to connect with the world around me, the consciousness in everything around me in a completely different way. So of course it started to connect with me in a different way. This is that beautiful ever-flowing infinity symbol. This is what sacred co-creation is. So these things might seem to you subtle or they might seem really profound. They're kind of both. (laughs) You know, there are so many adjustments that we can make, so many things that we can, limitations that we can release and, and deeper remembering and embodiment that we can awaken and reclaim that then brings us into this multidimensional mastery, it brings us into that sacred embodiment and it changes the whole way that we experience the world around us, you know. Um, And this is why I'm now so at ease. I mean, gosh, I used to be such a priss. I don't know if you guys have that word. I don't know if that's an Australian word, but it means I was very proper. (laughs) I, I was someone who was very particular and I remember going uh, to Peru much earlier when I was 27 to volunteer in in an orphanage there. And when I got there, it actually wasn't an orphanage. It It was a day house. But the kids had knits. They were covered in warts. They had snot all down their faces. Their clothes smelt absolutely dreadful because their clothes never got washed. And, of course, Some of these kids were peeing and pooing in their clothing. And I just thought, oh, my God, I I can't do this. And I had worked towards this experience for two years. I had studied Spanish. I had saved money. This was such a thing from my heart. And that first night I was practically hyperventilating and practically having a panic attack the whole night. Just It was the biggest case of culture shock I've ever experienced. And the next day, I just had to make the choice to just, I'm here. I either get on a plane and go straight back and give up on everything that I wanted or I let go of what I'm used to and I just allow myself to adjust and to discover what magic and beauty is here. And it was really big. I'm not going to lie. It was a really big thing. I mean, we didn't even have showers there. We had to go, we we had to go a whole week without a shower, like five, five or six days. And then we would go back to Cusco, which was uh, four hours away and have a night in Cusco, have a proper shower, have a proper meal, and then go back. It was intense. And what I decided to do, I was like, okay, I really don't want knits. (laughs) So I, I kept my hair plaited and In the daytime, I would tuck it up into a a baseball cap and at night I would have it under a beanie. But that gave me the ability to relax around the kids. And with the warts, I was like, okay, I can kind of see which kids have got warts on their hands, so I just won't touch their hands. But if I get warts, they can be treated. It's not a permanent thing, so just, all right, easing into into that. The showering thing, all right, I've got some wet wipes. (laughs) 
you know, and I and I just had to like let go of this westernization of what made me comfortable and what made me uncomfortable and what would normally be completely unacceptable for me and allow myself to to be one with the environment. And that was my first big big experience in letting go of my I guess prissiness, you know. Uh and now, you know, I've been through so many initiations now of coming into this way of living life as sacred. As I said, it's not just about approaching the lands as sacred. It's it's truly living life as sacred. And now I've been through that so much that I can just navigate things with with great ease when when big things come up or whatever it might be. Yeah, I I might have a, a feeling around it, you know, um like if I if I find myself being attacked by someone, you know, verbally attacked by someone or uh you know, betrayed by someone or something like that. Yeah, you've got to feel the feels. You've got to feel um the humanness of it and you you allow it to come out, but I know how to do that as a witness now not as a participant, not as someone who is going into a story or going into victimhood around it. I can allow myself to just feel it, shift, move through it, and when the time is right, then realign. Um, And it's the same with physical experiences, you know. I, I have now moved country twice and and the second time was not planned and you know setting yourself up in a completely different country when you did not have any intention to to move there it was just a byproduct of the pandemic and the closed borders and at no point did I go into complaining or victimhood or anything like that I just connected in and flowed and allowed the sacredness of it and in that way, in coming in with that with that gratitude and that sacred co-creation, something incredible has has been revealed to me. And and you know, I'm not I'm not perfect at this. I used to live really deeply in this way when I was in Peru. I would say now that I live back in a Western society, I've definitely seen some of this complaining and this discontent come back in because it is such a part of our society. But my recent trip to Egypt to, to run my Egypt retreat reminded me of this and, and I have my Peru retreat coming up in September. And so it's bringing it back into my awareness and it's that reminder of, oh, that's right, that's right. Bring it back, bring it back. Be aware of your thoughts. Be aware of where you are um, being ungrateful, where you are being disrespectful, where you are sitting in discontent and disconnection because that's not the truth of who you are and bring yourself back to the sacredness and approaching each day with that sacredness. So I hope that resonates. I know it's a, it's a, it's a big thing to try and get your head around. Um, but keep, keep, you know, subscribe and keep listening to the podcast because I'm sharing bits and pieces that are just going to help, help you to kind of like go beyond those edges of yourself, help you to, to start to see things in a different way. If this is quite new to you, or if you haven't read my books, I really encourage you to order them right now. 
there's the Rainbow Tablets Journey Back to Wholeness and the Rainbow Tablets Divine Union and Sacred Sexuality because they will open up so much of this for you. You can order them on my website or through Amazon or most online um, bookstores. And if you if you are a bit further on your journey and you're ready to like really step into your highest sacred embodiment and deeper weaving and unlocking these, as I say, it's both the cosmic mysteries and it's the ancient wisdom, it's the unification of earth and stars, then join me in the Multidimensional Mastery and Sacred Embodiment Program. It is incredibly life-changing, incredibly beautiful, and it's also a coming together of like-minded hearts all across the world because we do have live workshops once a month and it is just so beautiful to share our journeys and and have these incredible breakthroughs and um, remember the magic of how the world is supposed to be and how it will be again because we are creating it it all happens through our own embodiment and you know, that that power that we hold as one person to make a difference is, is inconceivable. It is so incredibly powerful. And as they say, it's not just about creating the change. It's about being the change. And we do that through our own embodiment. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And share it with your friends because it's always amazing when we lift each other. If you're ready to start living your most authentic, abundant and magical life, pop over to my website at cialanuestrella.com. And remember that there's never a better time than right now to start truly living your highest expression.